rolling. Rolling, rolling. Finally! Finally! Oh, we're here. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We took a little bit of a January. I'm going to call that our yearly jan It's like, it's a portmanteau. A sabbatical could be a month long. It's, it's You just call it a sabbatical. Eh, it's just for January, I guess. I'm a little bit February. A sabbatical it's, is an undetermined amount of time. Well, we were being little busy boys. Doing little busy boy things. Mm-hmm. And one of the little busy boy things we were doing was we were playing Chrono Trigger. And I know there was a lot of people who listen to, to the Weekly Scoop, people who watch us on Twitch Live know that it's, it's been a little bit of a crazy month. So I'm happy to be back and I'm happy to have taken just a little modicum of that time when things were going a little bit sideways uh, earlier this year, uh, last week, to, uh, to play a game that people have been asking for for a minute. It's been a while. If, if only we could go back in time and fix our January so it wasn't so busy, Joey. I don't, I mean, I'm not someone who generally is is a fan of uh, of, of, of time travel. I, I subscribe Why? to the... Uh, Why? Why don't you like time travel I, in your media? I subscribe to the butterfly effect. Um, everything ruined, gets ruined as soon as it happens. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Nothing, no Nothing good could ever come from meddling in the past. No good can ever come from time travel. Ever. Uh, what if you got in on that GME stock a year ago, though, Joey? Doesn't matter. Something else would have gone wrong. Like you just would have been there with with the old DFV, dropped twenty thousand when GameStop was four dollars. <sighs> Think of all the money you'd make. We'd have a very nice house right now. <laughs> we would have a very nice house right now. But part of the reason, like. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to, you know, thank everyone for helping us on patreon.com slash cybergarbage. I'm excited for people who have been like, where's Garbage Game Club? And um, I think that kicking it off with something that is um, self-described by Nick as his favorite game just makes sense. Yeah, it's my favorite game of all time. And I think for a lot of people, I think especially people in the uh, time period that we grew up in, for many, this is too their favorite game. I feel like those people are generally about five years older than we are. I think that we're on the tail end of people who played Chrono Trigger as kids. Yeah, that's fair. Do so you know? I wasn't sure why um, you heralded this game so much. Mm. Like, I know that it's it's critically it's critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of people who share that opinion of like, oh man, it's so good. Uh, but I was curious really how the game holds up in 2020 because i think that you know uh a lot of people myself included like if if you twist a knife in me and get me to say like a favorite game mm-hmm. like and and you're like ah dota doesn't count counter strike doesn't count i'm like okay um i don't know maybe like half-life or like a banjo uh-huh. i feel like me saying banjo is probably in the same vein of people who say chrono trigger is their favorite game because it's ha- there's some non-zero influence of childhood nostalgia yeah i don't totally. know how many people play chrono trigger for the first time past 2010 and say it's their favorite game ever you know, oddly enough, I've seen a lot of people this year being like, you know, in quarantine, I'm finally going to play Chrono Trigger. I'm like, oh, that's weird. 
Like I, I've seen a non-zero amount of people on my my social feed. To that like, was us. Yeah. I mean, that was me at least. I yeah. mean, you've played it a, a, a small handful of times, a large handful of times. I mean, that's us when we we're like, "Hey, do you want to finally play Earthbound?" Yeah. <laughs> so like, I get it. I feel like uh, g- going back to the SNES and like cracking in there is is fun. Now, I played Chrono Trigger uh, on my DS with your Chrono Trigger cartridge. That's one of the best, I think, the best way of playing the game in 2021. I think so. I don't know how it actually works on mobile. It's wild to me that you can play Chrono Trigger, like, on your Android. I mean, it's not great, but it'll get the job done. It uses very similar interface to the DS version. It is the DS version of the game, but just, you know. I, I like that. I assume that the DS version did, did uh, some, some mild quality of life stuff in addition just having the second screen to use. I watched someone after I finished Chrono Trigger do a run of it at uh-huh. a, a GDQ run where they were playing on original SNES. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, I'm really glad I didn't play this on the SNES the, because the menuing it seems uh, dated, I guess. I don't want to say bad, but it's like just dated. old. Yeah, it's just an old menuing system. And I think that its UI is probably one of the clunkiest things about Chrono Trigger. But for the most part, it's like, okay, cool. I know where everything's going. I kind of hate the way you equip weapons and items to your party members. But other than that, it's like, eh, it's fine. Uh, the DS version does also add like this, not particularly great, but it's just like f- free included with the game. Uh, the ability to like capture slash train monsters. And I'm like, I mean, that's not really what I want in my Chrono Trigger. They added uh, one new ending to the game, and I think like one extra dungeon to the game, which is pretty on par for what Square's done in that era of bringing their old RPGs to um, mobile platforms like like a DS, where they kind of basically transplant the game, but then just like, here's all the cut content we originally were going to put in the game, but just restored so you can play all these cool dungeons and super bosses. So how many times have you played through Chrono Trigger? Because I think, I mean, you, you had an SNES... You clearly own the cartridge. You might have dabbled in the mobile version. Like, like how many times have you actually I, played through? I never finished Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo because of my saga with the Super Nintendo. Like, I played it for a little bit, but then my brothers broke the console, and it was just like, well, I guess I have a, a cool-looking console. Did someone, like, step on it? No, just the, uh, the coax cable connection for it back in the day, because they had a coax cable, was just busted, and I'm like, I'm a... A six-year-old child. I have no idea how I would fix this. I want to play Chrono Trigger because now I can finally read and understand it, but I couldn't. I have like a whole... There's a, Chrono Trigger means a very lot to my personal life. and just uh, It was a very formative game for me as a quote-unquote gamer. I've already discussed it before in like a previous Cyber Garbage thing, I probably at some point. But if you want like the definitive Nick story, check out one of my buddy's podcasts called Call Me By Your Game, where I kind of he just basically interviews people who have a history with a certain game. And it just everyone provides their context for how they appreciated the game and what it meant to them. So I have a whole episode on Chrono Trigger. So check that out for my personal story. But I played it on Super Nintendo, PlayStation and Nintendo DS. PlayStation, worst version, because load times, I kid you not, if you ever want to hit the menu for the PlayStation version, it takes, I kid you not, about 15 seconds to load the menu. Oh, that's... that's And entering a new... That's insufferable. And entering a room takes, like, another 10 seconds. So it's just, like, the least optimized version of the game. But when you're a kid, you know, you, you don't really care. You're just like, whatever, I'll play it. That's fine. 
How does that get released? I have no idea. It, it was awful, though. That's that's insufferable. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't have a, a, a separate podcast or a long history, or I I just have just a fresh, fresh. Oh, I would I argue have a fresh uh, perspective. I would argue a uh, a recent perspective on JRPGs as a genre because you never really played that many JRPGs until. Recently. No, 2020, I guess, because 2020 I played, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played Persona 5 Royale. I played Chrono Trigger. Those are pretty hardcore I, JRPGs. My experience with JRPGs before that are uh, of the Mario variety, mm-hmm. Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Not too dissimilar from something like Chrono Trigger, especially Super Mario RPG. Yeah, that that's probably the closest I have. I'm pretty sure that if I, if I really rack my brain or check my backlog, uh, that there's... A couple other things there, but really, I think that uh, I have been playing more games like that to try and just do a little bit of horizon broadening, mm-hmm. and then also take advantage of uh, quarantine and yeah. lonely hours to just really identify. Hey, what is on your backlog that you haven't played? Hey, what should you probably do before you die? And the answer, I mean, I don't know if I needed to play Persona Five. I know that I needed to play Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, and I and I don't know if I would have played Chrono Trigger without your nudging or or your love of it, but here I am. It, it found its way. It found its way onto a list, right? And actually, when I started, I I started Chrono Trigger probably in October. Yeah, mm-hmm. I started Chrono Trigger in probably about October. I played it for three hours ish mm-hmm. without saving. That's a weird way of playing the game. <laughs> well, because I'm I'm just very conditioned to auto saves. Really, yeah. you thought there was an auto save? That's super fascinating. No, 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 no. I did not think there was an auto save. I just didn't have the realization to know that there was an auto save. There's there there's you got conditioned by Persona and Final Fantasy VII remake, which I, have pretty generous saves. I I got conditioned by every game that was made after <laughs> 1995. Uh-huh, yeah. Um. So I find so I, I play for a couple hours. I I, I really sink my teeth and I, I I get distracted and then I'm like okay for whatever reason I kept on putting off like going back into it. But then over Christmas, I'm like I have time. I'm at my parents' house. I'm gonna take my DS. I'm gonna finally play Chrono Trigger. I open it up and I'm like, oh motherfucker. <laughs> okay, cool. That happened. Whatever. You know, I'll just get another fresh start, another fresh perspective. I play the game for about an hour. Mm-hmm. I die without saving. Wow. And I'm like, that would have, I probably would have been like, I think I'm never going to play this game again. <laughs> I was, I was very not stoked about, about that moment in time. I'm like, wow, Joey, you really just threw four hours in the garbage. Okay. Let me close the DS. Let me go get some dinner. <laughs> let me open it back up. And then, you know, I grinded through it again. And then after that, I, I had great save etiquette and I proceeded to just pretty systematically play through all of the game in, in, in about a, in about a two week span. I'd say mm-hmm. I, I didn't just straight you know no life and binge it, uh, but it was pretty much the exclusive thing I was playing for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm happy to report that I did enjoy it mm-hmm. quite a good bit, and I think that's uh, you know something that I can be, because I was able to play it nonstop and keep it as an exclusive game. I think that's how I knew that I liked it. Right. Generally that's that's a very easy 
touchy-feely way for me to analyze like my interest in a game is am i gonna go back to it without going like oh, i guess i better go do this like am i treating it as like a task on my to-do list or something i want to do for fun and i often find times found myself uh you know getting into chrono trigger because i want to do it for fun which is not something i can say about a lot of games mm-hmm. even some games we do for the show right like some games we do for the show i'd be like well i just gotta play this yeah, totally. And then I'll find work and I'll find worth in it. Or oh, I'm gonna play this because I'm gonna shit on it later. But I pretty pretty quickly found myself playing Crown Trigger because I just wanted to play it. What was it about the game that made you wanna continue? Um What is it? Was there something that you were looking forward to every time you picked up your DS or was there a, like a loop that you were excited for or something? So I wasn't super stoked about necessarily the time traveling story of chrono and his friends mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the, the narrative straight up that that had me hooked like that was i would say a, a skosh above average and nice and it was like average. a like a kid's cartoon like a modern kid's cartoon to some extent yeah i i, I wasn't there for it like i mean mm-hmm. g- games when i'm like you know engrossed in the story be it like god of war or fire watcher games that you know are heralded for for their story right i thought that part of that was the chrono trigger appeal and i'm not sure if that is really the chrono trigger appeal to some people um but like story-wise i was like eh. combat wise i i found myself interested in like what was this weird not quite real time not quite turn-based mm-hmm. uh system the active battle system eh, sure i guess that's what it's called right um it's like if you hesitate in the menu and you can still get attacked by an enemy so it's kind of like it's a it's a combat model that kind of emphasizes you knowing what to do you understanding spacing between enemies and you know if you take too long to make a decision you could get wiped out if you're not paying attention kind of thing the game respects uh the game respects you in a a fun way like that because you can't just sit down and like put put it down and go like take a shit like Mm -hmm. you have to like actually be engaged which is cool uh I I like the you know the way a lot of the bosses work. I like the elemental battles. I I like you know uh, team moves and having different you know sets of people in your party. Uh, I like the, the the unlock system that comes with that. I think the upgrade path was nice. Made a lot of sense. I never felt too busted aside from like very key moments. Like I think that it was it was a little bit of exploration, a little bit of combat that really kept me jonesing for going forward. But I also at the same time never really felt like grinding. Like yeah. I it never felt like a chore. It never feels like a chore to try and level up in Chrono Trigger where if you were to play Dragon Quest, you would hate your life because Dragon Quest it's about like no, you have to grind for 2 hours here before you can continue. Yeah, that's not fun. Mhm. But the way that the grinding worked in Chrono Trigger was was interesting. I liked the way that enemies loaded out and in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of the few games where I, I think you might have been a little bit spoiled now because you've played stuff like Persona or Final Fantasy VII Remake where enemies are visible in the overworld and then you can kind of avoid them or engage in combat if you want to. Uh, whereas when Chrono Trigger released, that was a, a fairly new slash novel thing where it's like, oh my gosh, I can avoid this fight? That's cool. No random encounters? Cool. Yeah, I liked that I could avoid some fights when I wanted to. Um, going back through areas, I feel like uh, the going back through areas and always having enemies respond to the same pattern every time mm-hmm. was a little bit... 
it feels fine, but was definitely trying. Like I'm like, oh man, I yeah. Really sometimes don't. you're in the mood for it. Sometimes you're not. I really don't need this encounter right now. Um, I I think that the game was just, and, and I know I'm all over the place. I think that the game was just paced well for an adventure, mm-hmm. which which is which is something that I think even a lot of modern games struggle with. I feel like I was constantly getting stronger. I was constantly unlocking new things. I was constantly challenged, constantly in new areas, in be it finding new party members or items or enemies, like. I everything was really properly drip fed to you mm-hmm. in a way that I don't think most games are good at doing that. Like I always felt like for the entire play duration there was something new around the corner. Yeah, and I think that all like you know, you might not be a fan of the narrative, but I think that all of the big plot beats all kind of coalesce to like the, the they're all the culmination of all of the items you find up until X plot beat. There are all the uh, encounters you have against X plot beat. There are all the characters you meet along X plot beat. And it all feels like nice self-contained chapters in an episodic, you know, kids cartoon in the vein of something like Adventure Time. Mm -hmm. Where it's like a pretty basic story, but it's also like fun enough and interesting enough. And there's enough zags that kind of keep you invested. And it's just so the actual act of playing the game that, that makes it feel fun. Uh, you know, this is, a, to kind of reiterate the, the clout of Chrono Trigger, it is what was referred to made by the dream team of Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi, um, musical uh, artists uh, Yasunori Mitsuda and Nobuo Uematsu, who are both dabbled in Final Fantasy. Um, and then there is the, you know, easily one of the most famous comic book artists in Japan, Akira Toriyama, who created Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, has a, and Dragon Quest alongside Yuji Hori, and Yuji Hori, also creator of Dragon Quest, working on Chrono Trigger. So it's like the some of the most talented developers at the time, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we just made like a super RPG? Like something that was just like showing off all of our skills. And that's what made Chrono Trigger, I think, so interesting from the from the onset and i think you know akira toriyama isn't known for particularly his storytelling but his art style but that combined with yuji hori's storytelling along with uh hironobu sakaguchi's it all just it all feels like this perfect product of the 90s that completely encapsulates how the west perceived japan it distilled down to one game and in a way that was like fun and inventive you know the the fact that the end of act one or the beginning of act one however you want to see it i guess of chrono being put on trial because of his interactions with a princess that you don't realize at the time when you're playing like oh you bumped into her but that had to happen and then where the court's like well did you pick up the pendant first before you talk to the girl or did you talk to the girl first what did you do Oh, I talked to the girl first. They they hold it against you if you pick up the pendant and then talk to the girl because it makes it look like you're stealing the pendant. So, like, I love that the game can make you like, oh, shoot, am I going to get executed now? Like, what's going on? I, and I, there's a lot of fun and inventive plot beats that keep things exciting for Chrono and you, the player. Yeah, and the, there's stuff that just feels smart. And I think sometimes... I fall into this trap of like, you know, old media can't be smart because new media just does smart better. Mm-hmm. But that's very clearly not true. 
I think that it holds a little bit of water, but but stuff like the courtroom scene, you know, it's like, oh, this is a this is this is just a good zag. Yeah, this is a good zag, and it's it's really cool to, uh, you know, I I almost wish that I could have played Chrono Trigger when I was younger and or at a different time, a different era in gaming. Because I can only imagine how much mass, how much more mass it would feel back then mm-hmm. compared to now. Here it's like, oh, this is like a really solid, super solid RPG that I think I can very easily put up with the best of them, mm. right? But back then it had to be like, holy shit, mm-hmm. right? And you, you don't really get that upon playing it in 2020, 2021. I think that you can still appreciate it i think that there's a lot of times where i go back and i and i play stuff like i was uh i was fucking around with like uh super metroid the other day uh-huh. right and i'm like i understand why metroid is good i understand why modern metroidvanias are better right yeah like you know people have a a big hard on for super metroid but i still think like yeah that's really good but then, like, Zero Mission is someone... It's Super Metroid on steroids. It's someone who's like, no, this is how you make the best Metroid game. The best Metroidvania Metroid game. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're pulling out your, your Garbage Game Club bingo card, Hollow Knight. Yeah. You know? Or even, like, Carry On or Shadow Complex, right? Like, there, there's these games that feel like evolutions that make the original look ickier. Uh-huh. I don't really think there's a lot of RPGs that evolve so far past Chrono Trigger that makes Chrono Trigger look bad in comparison. Like, I think that you can still have a legitimate conversation holding up Chrono Trigger and holding up something modern mm-hmm. where you can't really do that with Metroid for me. Which, I mean, yes, very different genres, right? But I I was expecting... The, the whole time I was playing the game, I was expecting it to somewhat be not as well-rounded as it was. Hmm. Like, sure, I can sit here and nitpick, like, some parts of the battle mechanics. I can sit here and nitpick some parts of the menu. I can, you know, complain about this, that, or the other thing. But ultimately, everything was and still is solid, which was not expected and really cool. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, too, the thing that really stood out to me was the combat system, Um, just because... You know, I was used to playing turn-based RPGs before, but the thing that blew my mind about Chrono Trigger is the kind of, uh, like, the the functionality of your party members. That you, It really feels like you're on an adventuring party, in an adventuring party, because every character kind of complements each other to some extent, whether it be through a dual technique or the super badass triple techniques that are super hard to come by slash find and figure out who you need to have in your party. But, like... That combined with the area of effect of like attacks in a turn-based RPG where you don't really have any direct control. You don't have direct control over your positioning the enemies. Like it feels like it shouldn't work, but it does. And that's what's kind of exciting to me about a Chrono Trigger. It can be very mildly frustrating of like, well, I want to use like a wind slash, but mm-hmm. you know, they aren't lined up. They aren't up. lined up and they're in a straight line. Yeah, so you know. I can I can see where you might be like, oh, well, if I can control some positioning, then I can do this, that, and the other thing. It doesn't really take away from it, like you're saying, right? Yeah. Like, you, you, a lot of the battle techniques were fun. 
I don't know. Are you meant to, if you're playing Chrono Trigger seriously or all the way through, like, I think healing might be a little too strong. Yeah, I think healing is... Healing's a little strong. Well, I think that's... uh, Chrono Trigger is, I think, outdated in its RPG-style, like, partitioning of abilities to characters because back then it was very much like, okay, this character, Chrono, only lightning magic. Cool. Uh, Luca, only fire magic. Marley, uh, ice magic slash healing magic. It's very regimented as far as this person can only use this abilities. This person can only use this. Whereas more modern, they can all whack on people. Yeah, but most modern RPGs are very much like eh, everyone can do everything. Everyone's a jack of all trades. So, like, I think that when you kind of distill one party member down to one specific role in combat, I think there is an emphasis for certain things to feel broken, like healing, because only only one or two people can heal, so it might as well be good enough. I took fights. Uh, I ended up taking a lot of fights and a lot of boss fights just really long mm-hmm. because I knew that I could just out-heal and out-MP someone if, if I had patience. And I think that that's a departure from the way that I normally play almost all types of games. If you're talking about like uh like if I'm playing Doom or if I'm playing an RPG or if I'm playing I I don't know pick, pick anything, I'm generally someone who Dark Souls who's like let me uh rush the boss health as a resource mm-hmm. and then I'm going uh, pretending like I'm in the middle of a speed run. Yeah, not the case with Chrono Trigger. Yeah, and I think it doesn't get bogged down with any of the stuff that you might have encountered with Persona Five or uh, Persona the Persona franchise. Like it is in three hundred hours. Well, that and its combat system of like, oh no, you need to rely on like buffs and debuffs and stuff like that. Otherwise, you'll get like, dropped in a heartbeat. Like, I'm glad Chrono Trigger doesn't emphasize like putting up magical barriers, putting up physical barriers to soften attacks and stuff like that. It's very, it's very cut and chase when it comes to its combat. It's very go, 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 go. And I, I like that in a game that's like, what, 20 hours long? Probably maybe a little more than that, I guess, give or take. Mm hmm. Depends on how many endings you want to do, because I guess there's like a hundred. No, there's, I never there's went like to go, sixteen. Yeah. I never went to go finish the game until the end. I didn't realize that you can just kind of finish the game at any point and then just like get a different ending based on your time travel experience in the world and who's doing what and where you are and what's going on. Like, I don't know if that necessarily appeals to me. Um, like, like what's the benefit for you to? play the game and like get 16 different endings well i think it's kind of the same novelty you get in watching something like back to the future of like oh what if x happened here and i do like that the game does let you entertain the ideas of i mean yeah the world would be different if you beat the world ending boss right at the beginning of the game versus you know the end of the game yeah it would be crazy if you killed the final boss um when you're in zeal in the underground facility with with the queen um you know realizing oh this is her master plan and whatnot yeah the world would be different if you uh killed magus instead of recruiting magus on your team stuff like that yeah it it feels like a like a proto branching path narrative thing yeah except instead of like real branches they all just kind of come to an end real quickly like you don't feel long-term's effect of, like, a Magnus decision, really? Yeah, and I think your first playthrough is going to be the longest one that takes you your 20-plus hours to complete. But after that, you you know, New Game Plus it, you're level 50 by the time you finish the game. So 
you can basically beat the entire game in the span of five hours at that point. And then, you know, it only gets faster and faster because of your, you're basically an unstoppable force. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really like that it leans into the time travel from a gameplay perspective, not only in its multiple endings, but also, um, I really think it's very clever with some of its treasure mechanics, where if you find a treasure chest in the past, one of those sealed treasure chests, you know, you can open it, sure, but the best thing to do is to find that treasure chest, the sealed treasure chest that you need a charm to open, and then go to the future, into the, the apocalyptic future, find that same treasure chest, get that item because it's aged in time and it's even it's like better. One. But then you can go back to the past where you first found it and then get the item again in its weaker form. So, like, I like that there's the logical consistency to some extent, but it's not, like, too timey-wimey where it gets confusing. It's like, eh, it's fine. It'll work the way you think it should. And I like that it does that. I think if I had to shine a light on something that feels uh, least hold-upable, mm-hmm. not that not that I specifically want to be nitpicky, but um, I think my least favorite time that I had when the game is anytime that I had to navigate the overworld. Yeah, it's a little clunky. It feels a little clunky because you're like really just walking on X, Y axis. And also you don't, Oh, it's not really clear what area is, which, what is actually enterable, like where everything is. And I oftentimes found myself going, where the fuck is that in that I need to go to? (laughs) Like, yeah, it can be a little bit. What time period am I in? Like, it's also kind of ugly compared to the rest of the game. Yeah. The overworld is kind of ugly. You like, I think that when you look at something like Final Fantasy uh, 4, 5, or 6 on Super Nintendo, same hardware, I think they do a better job of handling the kind of 3D, quote-unquote, overworld better than Chrono Trigger, where the the character sprites in Final Fantasy look fairly similar to what they would in the towns and whatnot. But yeah. Chrono Trigger is just this beautiful sweeping 16-bit RPG when you're in a town or a dungeon or something. And then it just turns into like this weird like uh, like print paper style, like just squares and weird shapes. And it just looks kind of ugly. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, And as soon as you get to the overworld, you're like, hmm, this looks dated. It's like, hurry, I got to go back to where it's pretty. D- and dated, dated's fine, but like, I think that that's where I had the most confusion. Mm-hmm. I also like that uh, Chrono Trigger is really good at kind of nudging you in the direction you need to go and signposting without totally handholding. Yeah, I think that you could get lost. I could imagine, like, I could imagine that uh, a, a younger me could be confused at some points in time. But I think fully matured, big brain me is like, ah, I know what I'm doing at any given point in time, which always feels good. I never uh, something that takes me out of a gaming experience quicker than almost anything else is when I'm like. Should I just look up a walkthrough? Yeah. Which is something that, you know, I do sometimes because I'm like, I don't know what I need to be doing. And do I want to think about what I need to be doing? Not really. It's never the case in Chrono Trigger. I, I always felt like I had control of what was going on and I knew where I was going with the story and I knew what I wanted to be doing. And I almost wish that I did lean on uh, guides or resources more so that I could have, you know found hidden weapons or understood that if i just you know beat the magic man every time i get whatever the fuck i don't know um but i i i was i was you know at at a base level i know that i that i that i've said this i was just impressed with how much i enjoyed something that was that old (laughs) and 
it still does a lot of things that surprise you that you don't really see in games too often. Like the thing that blew my mind back in the day was the fact that your main character could die and then you could just beat the game without ever resurrecting Chrono. Mm -hmm. Like Chrono dies in the game in a way that's, I would say, still kind of unexpected because it's like, oh, I mean, why would my main character die? That's crazy. This doesn't happen in games, right? Yeah. Like that, that's a false subversion. Yeah, like uh, this is, I don't even want to say it. This is spoilers for one modern game I've ever seen before do that, where I'm just like, that is not a thing that I thought would happen. And much less the fact that you can finish the game without resurrecting. Like, how sad is that? Like, when you do that, when you beat the game without Chrono, the ending is your team like, okay, let's go back one more time. Let's see if we can save him. And it's like, yeah, that's it. Like, the game ends and they're like, maybe they'll bring him back to life. And and I like that there's a lot of points in the game because usually in games where there's, you know, multiple endings, it's kind of hard to signpost how you get certain endings. Sometimes it feels very arbitrary of like, whatever, I'll go here and do X, Y, and Z. That's when you need the walkthrough. <laughs> but there's very clear points in Chrono Trigger where it's like, oh, yeah, I see how life would be very different in this game when Frog confronts Magus on the cliffside and you could either stop the fight and Magus joins your team, or you let Frog, again, a character who I found myself loving. Frog's so cool. And then when you fight Magus, who's ultimately like one of the game's uh, scapegoat villains slash red herring villains, you're like, well, yeah, Frog needs to kill this dude because he turned him into a frog. Like, it's not crazy for a first playthrough to not include Magus in your party because it feels very logical of like, yeah, Frog should kill this dude. I took Magnus to my party. He's cool. He's very cool. But the thing that sucks is my favorite party was Chrono, Frog, and Magus when I was a kid. Because I was like, hell yeah, this rules. Sword fighters, and then a dude with the scythe using dark magic. Sick. But they don't really have a triple technique until you find one item at the end of the game. So I found myself missing out on all the cool triple techniques because of my rigid party structure as a kid. But as I got older, I was like, well, what if I put Frog in here? What if I put Robo here? And then I'm like, you could do this? This is so cool. There's a lot of experimentation with party that the game encourages and incentivizes with cool abilities. I played a lot of Robo Frog uh, Chrono. That's a good That's a good squad. I played a lot of Robo Frog Chrono. That's a very good squad. And then, you know, maybe, maybe sipping some Magnus in later game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that you have to have a... A a farmed good item understanding of what's going on to do final boss properly. Yeah. That's the- it feels like that's the one time where the game really does gate you and they're like, Are you under level fifty? You probably just can't do this. It's like, nope, you can't spam Luminaire at the end of the game and just win. You have to actually, you know, Get into a. If you're not properly leveled by the end of the game, you actually have to play a persona style, like buff, debuff, charm system style game, which in, to some extent is interesting, but I don't think Chrono Trigger is that kind of game. Um, but I, I think we'd be. Uh, you got to talk about the music in the game. The game uh, still is one of the things where, like, the music is always remixed slash mashup music, like Corridors of Time slash wind uh what is it wind secret or something like that the dun 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 like that's like an iconic song in video games that will forever be i think iconic just because of it's pretty good i feel like i understand more references now to 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 memes using that music 
I was uh, generally when I play DS games, I, I keep low volume mm-hmm. um, because generally when I play DS games, it's like a second screen activity. It's like a podcast type. Yeah, yeah. No, no, more often than not, DS games are podcast mm-hmm. games, right? Uh, not the case with Chrono Trigger, and not because I was missing any dialogue or story beats, just because I was just jamming out to the music. It's really good. Like the battle theme. Battle themes in RPGs are some of the trickiest things to to pull off because it is a song that players will hear for 20 plus hours over and over again. You never see it coming. But I, I think Chrono Triggers is just like, it's kind of perfect in that you don't get really tired of it. And when cool things happen, it always feels like the music's complimenting it. Um, even the boss battle stuff is just, it's cool. It always feels epic. It always feels grand. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's a it's an interesting topic to to approach, especially in the light of the 2020-21 um, crunch culture and like how crunch is being looked on more and more with a with like a scrutinous light and whatnot. Because Yasunori Mitsuda straight up almost died composing this soundtrack because he worked himself to like he went to the hospital and developed like gout and like ulcers and stuff like that because. He devoted so much time to making the music that, like, scores like, we're going to kill this dude. Uh, Nobuo Uematsu, famed Final Fantasy composer, help him finish the soundtrack, please. And so, yeah, like, you know, he, he almost killed himself, but he did compose one of the most iconic soundtracks of all video games. So it's just like, man, that sucks that that had to happen. But also, like, would good stuff happen if he didn't almost die? <laughs> I don't know. That's fucked up to even talk about. How come uh, Chrono Trigger doesn't have uh, 20 games like Final Fantasy does? Uh, that's a very good question. I, I truly don't know. I think it's because initially Chrono Trigger was a game that was kind of just a fun afterthought project because it was made at the same time as Super Mario RPG and um, Final Fantasy VI slash Final Fantasy VII because there was a world where Sony's like, Square, I'm sorry, Square Soft at the time, not Square Enix, were like, hey, we're going to make Final Fantasy VII, and that's going to be on PlayStation. Originally, it was going to be a Super Nintendo game, and they were like, eh, we don't need to make Chrono Trigger. And they're like, well, we're going to make a 3D game with Final Fantasy VII, and, you know, we just made Final Fantasy VI, so, like, what if we did, like, a, a fun little side project before we advance? So, like, It feels very much like a thing that felt like an afterthought to some extent. And then they did flesh thing out a little more with Chrono Cross and uh, Radiant Dreamers, which is like this weird satellite-only visual text novel thing. Whereas Chrono Cross is kind of a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but also kind of not really. And it also kind of kills everyone that you loved in Chrono Trigger for no real reason. So I was like, what did you try to accomplish with Chrono Cross? There was supposed to be a third game called like Chrono Break, but it never ended up happening. And now everyone is kind of rooting for some sort of remaster, whether it be in the vein of something like Link's Awakening on Switch or or something that feels like uh, Octopath Traveler, maybe, where they kind of bring Chrono Trigger to a modern console with maybe a new art style. But that's really what people are hoping for. 
if that happens, I would probably be like bummed. I'm like, oh, I guess I I could have waited waited to play it. But there's really that's I I couldn't imagine in a world where we're gonna run out of things to fan service yeah. for for old gamers that that doesn't come across the list. Like, talk about a storied IP, right? Yeah, like I half expected to see Chrono in Smash Brothers by this point. Like to some extent, because Sakurai is kind of a hardcore RPG dude. So I'm like, oh, I'm curious why there's not even like a trophy or something. And I truly don't know why. First off, he's got to Sakurai's got to get busy um, making Kirby a right too. <laughs> First and foremost, okay. Now that we're done with this whole Smash thing, we can get back to fixing Kirby a right. Okay. Oh man. What do you mean, oh man? Nah, that's fine. He can do that. He he needs to do that. I, he he could probably do better things. There's the, probably better uses of his time. <laughs> how fucking dare you? Um, like make another. I give him Paper Mario. Oh God, I would. I oh, Origami King wasn't a bad. No, game. Origami King's pretty good. Everyone should play Bug Fables. <laughs> um, Chrono Trigger. Not my favorite game of all time. I think that would be near impossible to 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 have happen. Is it something that I'm stoked that I played? Yes. Is it something that I'm gonna like fondly think about? And I'm glad that like I'm now included in in that subculture a little bit. Absolutely. Is it one of the better RPGs I've played? Yeah. I th- I think it still is. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it, like if if I had to make a, a Joey's top five RPGs, it would it would probably squeak in there, which. I think it's saying something, mm. you know? I, I think I had more fun playing Chrono Trigger than I did playing P5R. Yeah, I mean, you, you're comparing it to two modern, like, hyper-successful RPGs that people love. Yeah. Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy VII Remake, so it's just like... And I, I liked, to, to be very explicit, I liked Chrono Trigger more than both those games. Boom. Um, Hear that, Square Enix? A look. P- P5, a little bit above P5R, definitely above Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Hear that, Square Enix? You know what to do. Give us a Chrono Trigger remake. <laughs> you'll get Chrono Cross 2 and you'll like it. <laughs> yeah, give me give me Chrono Break, finally. And there's been so many efforts to bring, like, so, uh, you know, fans have always tried to do, like, the, the, the Unreal Engine. Let's just port Chrono Trigger and it always gets ceased and desist every time. And you know, like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool, but meh. That's because they want to make it eventually. I think so. They like, g- just give me a Dragon Quest, like in the style of a Dragon Quest game, where it's like, oh, I see how Akira's Toriyama's art style will translate from two D to three D. Just do that, but for Chrono Trigger in the style of Dragon Quest Eleven, please. Thank you. Yeah. Print uh, money. Well, well, thank you. Uh, I th- I know that. Uh, as 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 a as a forewarning to future garbage game clubs, but not next week. I think that this adventure and SNES RPGs are going to continue because uh, Earthbound is on the docket. Earthbound is on the docket. It's not we- next. No, no, no. Because I have to play it. I think Nick might have finished. I have to finish. I playing. finished it. Yeah. I I have to actually play. It's it. a little bit longer than I thought it'd be. I was like, it's kind of a long game. Kind of a long game. I gotta play Earthbound. But if anyone else is joining us on on this SNES uh, RPG classics list, um, just just a heads up that's coming down the pipe. Get started, baby. But in terms of stuff that is in our immediate future, mm-hmm. there's something uh, that that we loaded into a couple weeks ago that I think is, is is begging for a podcast. Might I say a sequel podcast or a follow up podcast? What is it? It's because IOI 
released oh, the yeah, yeah. end of the modern Hitman saga with Hitman 3 a couple weeks ago. Boom. We got six new maps. Kids love it. We got six new maps to play through. Some escalation, some other things, some stuff here and there. You got to get off Steam, get on your Epic Game Store account, play Hitman 3. Boom. And uh, how many times have we, I mean, I guess that we, you know, did all the Mario games and we did two ukulele games. I don't think we often go back to, to, to other stuff, but uh, we both enjoyed Hitman 1 and 2 quite a bit. Yeah, and I, and I kind of came into Hitman 3 and like, is this just going to be more of the same thing? So you, we'll see how we thought of the game soon. Yeah. Nice Garbage Game Club. Thank you uh, for following on your podcast player, for listening, for telling your friends about it. Um, if you're here and you want to start cataloging your games like us, we're both making backlogs. Backlog.com. We'll, 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 we'll it's spelled weird. It's spelled weird. I'll, we'll, I'll include Joey's link in the Patreon post, and then I'll eventually include mine. But I definitely was like, damn, I'm really going to have to go year by year and be like, what games came out this year? Okay, I played this, I played this, I played this. I'm telling you, dude, it's gonna take you, man. It's gonna take a while. I've, I've been alive for 28 years. That's it's, gonna, a, it's basically 29. It's gonna be a full day's work, I promise. So that's a lot. It's a lot of time. Um, follow your games with us. Support us on Patreon.com/slash/CyberGarbage if if you can. That's super appreciated. And uh, next week, Hitman Three. Boom. See you then. Goodbye. <laughs>